Episode 165 of The Loaded Couch. Interview with Marty leaks early. February 2019 is going to be epic. Now we know why Pigeon is special. Rocksteady's new game leaks, but it's not what we wanted. Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. The manhood flying out of my mouth. (laughs) Reach in at your own risk. This This is the loaded couch. Beer. Kelk, you okay? Nah, I'm just concentrating. <laughs> and we're back, episode 165 of the Little Couch. I'm Scotch Hound. Or did I get that wrong, Pigeon? Am I the won't take Kelk's fern, Scotch Hound? Yeah. <laughs> did you take his ferns? No. Ferns. Scotch, I got tons of ferns. <laughs> nah, I'm good. All right. Put them in the where You are. And Celtic Fox. And Celtic Fox. All right. So he's busting on me about my lips. We should obviously get a recording of the uh, the fan blowing in the microphone the whole night while we play too. Hey, you guys made fun of me for being a third, so that's. I was gonna say one third needs the fan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One third actually gets hit by the fan. (laughs) One fifth gets hit. (laughs) You have a blowing right on your wing. Giant balls. You have it blowing right up the pant legs of your uh, shorts? Yeah, mm-hmm. my vagina feels cool. All right, speaking of, uh, what are you drinking, Pidge? Uh, the Game of Thrones Hand of the Queen from Brewery Omagang. English barley oh wine. Oh, my God. Huh? Every time you say Omagang, I always think, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cooperstown, New York. It's a ruby brown in color. That's a color. It's 10% alcohol. It is now. All right, Cal, how about yourself? What are you drinking? Um, drinking one of the uh, delicious Hemperer bottles uh, that I had uh, drank Rastafari. over on our uh, between was it between the cushions episode? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, drink they another one. It, right? Yeah, I actually have to do that tomorrow morning before Ooh. I go camping. Yes. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm actually. He's camping the, in his backyard. The second time drinking this now. Uh, oh. Not a not a surprise. I'm actually liking this more and more and more. Really? Um, wow. You should see how bloodshot his eyes are. Yeah, exactly. Cheetos. For the listeners, it's the Hemperor. It's uh, from New Belgium. It's the um one we talked about a couple episodes ago. It's a hops and hemp. Um they're using hemp in here to supplement some of the hops. So it's a hops and hemp combination and they call it HPA instead of IPA. Um the reason I'm saying I really, really like it, it's it's a if if somebody like is trying to get into IPAs and just is having a hard time fighting that citrus, that grapefruit, um, this is probably a nice little middle ground. It's got not yeah, uh, not like a juicy or a hazy IPA. No, it's I mean it's it's not like really strong on the citrus but side. It, you of the, you would suggest this one over the others. Yes, yes. This is I mean, if you like some of that. How, dank, about, how about your ninety minute? I was gonna say, if you like the dank smell, then you're really gonna like this. Uh, would I like it over my 90 minute? Uh, or are you the 60 minute? I'm the 60. Minute. I'm the 90 I love minute. 60 minute. So oh. we're 60, 90, 120. So you would recommend this over the 60? No, I I wouldn't recommend it over it. I just think it's a nice uh, introduction into IPA. Well, there you have it, New Belgium. He hates your beer. <laughs> 
All right, finished up. Out of Fort Collins. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Out of Fort Collins, Colorado, New Belgium. Uh, And again, like we talked about, it's a very pale, almost like like a watercolor. That's crazy. Uh, which is funny. Water doesn't have a color. Uh, and a 7% ABV. <laughs> All right. Uh, myself, uh, in the spirit of uh, what we have for our beer news this week, uh, I'm drinking a Down the Shore uh, by Weyerbacher Bre- Brewing Company. Brewing yes. Company. Uh, it's a golden lager out of Easton, Pennsylvania. It's in a blue labeled can, and it's 5.3% alcohol. And speaking of Weyerbacher, um, a week or two ago, I got a chance to uh, interview Marty, uh, the guy who gave us a tour of the Weyerbacher Brewery, uh, when Pigeon and I had the opportunity to go. Uh, yeah, yeah Pid- sorry, Dogfish, he's the better tour. <laughs> yeah, Pigeon uh, lives in Texas, yet he got a chance to go to Weyerbacher, where Kelk lives in 20 minutes away, and he didn't even go Has yet. Has yet to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we kind of took a liking to Marty. Marty was very receptive to us uh, horsing around and being a little bit animated uh, during the tour, asking a lot of questions, me cup- or cupping my ears so I could hear because I'm an old man. Um, you know, you know, making pigeon pay an arm like and a leg your, for a beer. Uh, like your horn that goes in your ear. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would have been fantastic, actually, in that situation. But yeah. Uh, so uh, what we did is we reached out. Oh, wait, uh, to... wait a minute. Wait. Didn't we see Jake the Snake Roberts there? Too? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah. You took a picture from my back, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Or vice versa. No, I think you took it over my shoulder. Yeah, it was over your shoulder. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what we did is uh, we reached out to uh, Weyerbacher via Twitter and um, got a chance to, uh, you know, they told us to get in touch with Marty directly. I did. I reached out to him, made a phone call, and uh, he was more than willing and uh, open to, um, you know, have an interview. So, uh, yeah, uh, take a listen to the interview, and uh, we'll talk about it on the backside. Yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Just to get started, I wanted to let you know you're kind of like a unofficial celebrity on our show. <laughs> we, uh, My friend Jim and I, uh, we call him Pigeon Peg Leg because uh, we do uh, video gaming talk, we do beer talk, we do movie and TV and stuff like that. So we talk about a bunch okay. of things, but he and I came over and uh, visited Weyerbacher and uh, you were the uh, the tour guide for us that day. And uh, we had we, we got a picture with you and everything else. And ever since, you've kind of been an unofficial celebrity on our show. So okay, that was the uh, that was the main reason for us reaching out. And we, you know, of course, we wanted to get the uh, the inside info and stuff on uh, Weyerbacher and what they've got going on, too. And we figured who better yeah. to tell us than you. Yep, that's no problem. At any time, you know, if you want to do it again sometime in a couple months. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. All right, so uh, I got a few questions here. Uh, you know, we came up with a few. I just wanted to see, you know, what where you, um, or if you could give some answers on this, and I know you have some things that you want to say about Weyerbacher, too. Uh, so I guess uh, first one is, um, what's your actual job title at Weyerbacher? So I'm, I'm, I'm a taproom employee, I guess. And how long have you been with Weyerbacher? Uh, six years. Six years, okay. Uh, how'd you get started with them? Yeah, I had a, a, another part-time job. Um, I gave the GED test for 25 years, actually in Jersey, over at uh, Warren Tech. And then I uh, was, was about to give that up. I was moving away from that. I had retired you know, from Warren Tech and stuff. So I was looking for another part-time job. A friend of mine, I said, you know, we're going over to Weyerbacher. Come on over. And then I overheard somebody talking about, they were looking for part-time people. So, boom. I got a job. Awesome. <laughs> well, you got the personality for it, you know, to, to do a great interview and all. So, that's yeah, no, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what are your top three favorite beers at Weyerbacher? Yeah, well, me, I, I go with the, the um, double Simcoe because I, I like a hop. You know, uh, I'm, going, I'm going with the IPA. Okay. You know, so, so, you know, so that, and then uh, quad. You know, 
Oh, something a little bit darker. Yeah, a little bit darker, a little heavier. Yeah. And, and then, and then, um, uh, the mean squeeze. I like the mean squeeze. We can come out with that a year or so ago. Okay. Now, now of those, uh, I'm assuming. Now, do you notice a difference between the uh, the tap flavor of them and the bottled flavor of them, or do you typically just drink out of the bottle? I typically just drink out of the bottle. And, you know, the tap thing's a little fresher. It'll right. Because I know working in the brewery, you get that opportunity. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, if you had one beer that you could drink for the rest of your life and be happy with it, which beer would it be? And it doesn't. I guess it doesn't have to be Weyerbacher. Of course, we're doing a Weyerbacher, uh, you know, conversation yeah. and stuff here. But yeah, yeah, no, it probably would be a you know a Weyerbacher one. That's, that's a that's a tough choice. You just you know, if only had one for the rest of your life. It would probably be the quad, I think. The quad, okay. A little bit higher alcohol, a little bit like you said, the darker yeah. and uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do, uh, okay. Have you heard of us at all, other than me calling you and uh, telling you about it? No. No. <laughs> That's quite all right. I don't I think there's. I think there's a lot of people out there that haven't heard about us. So we're trying to, you know, do a little bit more. We've got 160 shows or 160 plus shows out there now that we've been doing for almost three years. Or, oh. Yeah. So we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of a work in progress, but we're building. So my, the, my buddy from Texas, he has a question. He wanted to know how much clout do you have at Wirebucker, and if you have enough clout, would you be able to send something down to Texas or have them start carrying Wirebucker down in Texas? Or would we be able to get some blithering idiot down there? This is a question oh, I, that he I, has. I, I can get something sent down. I, I have that much clout. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I don't know how much, but they would send something down. In terms of uh, getting it dis- distributed, the dis- distribution laws in the United States are wacky. Right. Um, each, each state is different, but we have we have a, a person in charge of you know, distribution and trying to get uh, you know our beer into other states. So I, I, I forget. I met a month ago. So I, I find out who it is and see what we can do. I, I can get back to you, uh, you know, on, on uh, distribution and how we get get beer in different states. Sure. Now, I, now with, with the distribution, I, does it come into a mileage range just because of the uh, quality and how fresh you want the beers to be and stuff? Not necessarily, no. Okay. All right. It's just kind of like you said with uh, the difficulties of the laws getting yeah, I sold. Yeah, you know, I asked, uh, I forget who I asked for. I'm, you know, one of the higher ups at one point at the house. How, you know, why are we doing in this state? Why are we not in that state? And they, it, uh, we went uh, Eastern Seaboard, but we also went in states that um, well, were easier to get into as far as the state's requirements. Right. So that was that was that was a thing. And then we just just um, we just did um, Tennessee, I think, but you know, maybe six months ago, and then uh, recently California. But in but in California, um, and I don't know how the the laws work, but in California they one chain, I think it's Bev Bev Mo, I think, or Mo Bev one or two. Um, we're selling beer in their stores only. Oh. I, don't know, I don't know how that works. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in other states, like in in Florida, you know, you, um, I was talking to a guy who just recently he was our local rep, and now he's now he's dealing with um, getting beer into food stores, and then. Florida, I forget what it was, like 80% of the beer is sold in, in, in food stores in Florida. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I kind of miss that up here. <laughs> Jersey, we don't get the uh, the beer in the food store. One, one-stop shopping's a nice thing. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, my buddy Fred Belvedere, Joe, he wanted to ask, uh, what beer do you think Weyerbacher sells that um, doesn't get the attention that it deserves? That's a tough question. 
Are there any that? Because I know it comes down to what like what your favorites are and stuff too. But I guess the Eastern Roundtown might be Okay, uh, he has one more question for you. What would be one of the weirdest food pairings with a beer that you've had that you didn't expect to go uh, as well as it did? I don't know. Beer goes almost anything. Um, you know, I can't be specific, but in terms of generalization, as far as I'm concerned, beer and dessert. Don't go together at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or, but, eat a piece of cake and then have a beer with it. I can't do that. Right, right, right. But ha- maybe having a beer as a dessert would be better. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's up good Right. You know, but then, you know, cookies, cakes, candy, that kind of stuff, I, I, I don't see it. It doesn't happen with me. Right. Um, so are there any, if you want, uh, I was going to give you um, some opportunity now. If, is there any new things that Weyerbacher has going on this uh, late spring, early summer, um, you know, that we should be looking out for? Is there any? Well, definitely. The first, the first thing I think is that we've been booing for 23 years now. Okay. You know, so the, and every year we have a, a, a beer release and a, a 23rd, uh, in, you know, a party. So we're having a 23rd anniversary party. Right at the brewery? June, June, June 23rd at the brewery. Okay. Yep, from 4 to, four to 9, uh, 15 bucks in advance, $20 at the door. Uh, you, you get, you know, include, that includes one pour. Um, there's, you know, live music, fun games, uh, a couple food trucks. Um, and uh, the beer, this year is a uh, golden stout. Uh, I've got, got uh, cassara, uh, coffee. Uh, cocoa nibs and, and uh, uh, mosaic hops is uh, going to be 11.1%. Oh, nice. Golden stout. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, sounds real good. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Anyway, so that's June 23rd. That's our 23rd anniversary party. We're doing what? Music and food. Okay. Starting at 4. 4 to 9. That's, that's, that's. Now, are you going to be there uh, as the kind of MC, hosting the party? <laughs> I'll be there. Actually, they could have an MC, but I didn't like that Okay. It wasn't a Weyerbacher employee. I got gotcha. you. Someone else got emptied it. But I'm planning on being there. That's that's a definite. The Jan- June uh, June twenty third. June twenty third. Now, uh, I don't. Are are is Weyerbacher looking to expand, or is there anything going on with that? Because I know they've been getting bigger, and it's like you said, they're kind of expanding with their uh, distribution and stuff. Um. Yeah, they're, they're pushing the distribution. As far as I know, I'm no um, present. You know, after looking into that. You know, two in terms of, of um, you know, expansion would be one, and then uh, uh, the uh, distribution in Texas would be the other one. Right. Um, yeah, I could get back to you on, you know, at some point. But for the expansion, we, you know, um, it's been like three, two, three years since we, you know, um, doubled the size of the, of the you know, brewing facility in the, in the tap room, that building, and then we're renting space, you know, next door. Um, they cleared a, a, a spot um, on the other side of our parking lot. And they were intending to put a pavilion out there. Okay. Um, but they, had, they haven't broken ground. They haven't done anything yet. I expected that uh, to happen. Um, so, but in terms of expansion of the facility, you know, itself and doing other things, um, nothing that I know of in the works. But you know, I, I definitely will find that find out about that, that for you. That we do. I'll check that out. Sure. And uh, I guess uh, just for my la- my last question, uh, from Weyerbacher, I know you kind of talked about this during the tour. How many different beers can they brew at one time uh, in the brewery? Uh, I'm thinking in about 
and you know, I would need a definite number, you know, for you. But um, I would think up to like half a dozen because there's um, 18 fermentation tanks. Um, there's only, you know, they, we have one brew house, you know, so they can, they can brew, you know, one at a time. But that only takes, um, you know, hours or, or days, you know. And then that, then that beer then gets moved into a fermentation tank, you know. Um, so we're, we're um, uh, limited by the number of fermentation tanks, but we have 18 of them. You know, so if you, if you take um, uh, the one brew house and pump the, pump the beer into the fermentation tanks, uh, so they, they could do, uh, I, I would say, a half dozen at, at a time. That's pretty decent. Yeah. That's a good number. Oh, yeah, definitely. yeah. Now, do you get into uh, much of the tasting of the new brews or the new idea things that they're going to be doing? No, I do not. Okay. You know, it's like uh, research and development people. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know? You don't you don't get the luxuries of that. Nah, unfortunately. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I could if I, you know, butted in a little bit and say, hey, let me try that new beer. Right. Uh, one last thing, actually, I was just thinking about because I know that... <laughs> Um, there's a few breweries, uh, some of the bigger breweries that we were talking about that was in the news uh, a few months ago saying that I guess their employees for a long time had been getting, getting like a, a six pack or a case a week of beer or a month or something like that of beer for free as part of the perks of working for the company. Does Weyerbacher run yeah. anything like that for you guys? Uh, um, not for the capital employees, but the um, production you know, people. Oh, okay. Full time production people. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do. You know, they get beer as part of part of their pay. You got to pay check case. That's not too bad. Um, yeah, um, and the employees also part time, full time get um, discounts. You know, on the beer. Sure. Yeah. 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 So if I purchase anything, you know, I get something off. Right. And I, and I remember you saying during the tour that there was that, uh, aunt's, um, I don't remember if you call it the boneyard or not, but it's kind of like the the non-passed beers that go through the bottling plant that aren't exactly up yeah. to the specs that kind of just sit around. Yep. That's yeah. like, that's uh, a little perk area as well. That, that is also one of the perk areas. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't happen that often, um, but, you know, the, um, the beer, as, as it comes through the bottling line, has to have 12 ounces. Right. You know, because it you know it says right on there on the label twelve ounces, less than twelve ounces. You know, we can't sell it. Right, right, okay. They can't open, they can't open it up and put another ounce in it. I mean, right, right, yeah. And also sometimes um, the the labels are messed up. Okay. You know, going through the labeling machine. Right. And, and also, you know, you don't want to sell something, you know, sell something some, to somebody that the labels on backwards or or, or takes on you know are grooving on sideways. Right, right, right. So yeah, that that, that happens. Okay. That's a good thing. One of the benefits of course, and one of the fun parts of working at Wirebacher, I'd imagine. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for all I had for questions. Um, is there anything else you wanted to give us uh, some information on Wirebacher? Oh uh, yeah, there's um, uh, several beers that are out now. They just did just did a J Wrecker. It was it was an extra American ale. Okay. Um, we also we did we did it down the shore, which is um, a um, five five point three percent golden lager. We don't do a lager too often. Yeah, that doesn't have any body glitter in it, right? No, no body. It's <laughs> <laughs> regular old golden lager. All right, good. But it's actually very good. It, it, we, we call it liquid summer. Oh, nice. Okay. It's a good lager. Rinse is out, and then the mean mean squeeze, which is a an IPA, is also new. And um, just this week, um, we're releasing um, 
blasphemy, which is uh, only sold in the, the 750 milliliter bottles. Okay. And that and that's quad aged in, in the oak barrels. Uh, so that's out this week. Um, also, boom corn is out. There's, there's two versions: a uh, version five and version six. You know, we already did one through four. That's also sold in 750 um, bottles. Um, and five is is um, an, an ale aged in white wine barrels. They, they age it for two years, and it's a 6.6. Um, gives you a little little pucker. Right. Okay. Oh, it's a little sour. It's a little sour, and then also um, six would be uh, was was aged um, 30 months in in oak uh, barrels, and that's a six point. Um, Four, and those those are both um, uh, released this week, and then uh, finally legal. We did finally legal um, last year, and it's coming back at the big at the big stout. Um, that was coming out May twenty fifth. Okay. So let, you know, those are those are what's happening. Um, oh, one other thing I want to mention. Sure. Um, back maybe two things. Um, extended hours. Oh, for the tap room. Um, starting yeah, starting May twenty fifth. We're going to be. Um, Open Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 12 to 7. And then Thursday through Saturday, we're going to be open until 9 at night. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that until um, the 2nd of September. So like, through the summer, we're going to be, uh, the hours will be a little, a little longer, a little later. Okay. Now, uh, the hours for the tap room, is that something that's dictated by uh, the town law or anything? Or Not that I'm going to yes in terms of how late. We can stay open, but as far, as far as I know, no. Okay. You know, I don't know. I don't actually know what the, the Eastern Indoor Pennsylvania. Yeah, because I, I know that you guys aren't specifically considered a bar. I don't think at that point. No, no, it's not. And there are different rules and regulations. It's funny when I started, they only could give out samples. Right. Um, and then, from what my understanding, that over the well, the first three years I was working there, the um. Uh, licensed beverage control board um, uh, under pressure from a lot of people because craft, craft beer, you know, big stuff these days. Sure. Um, so under pressure from, I, I assume, a lot of people, um, they, they reviewed their regulations because um, it was not a law that couldn't sell beer, you know, a, you know, a brewery. Um, they, in, they interpreted the law that brewery could not sell beer. So they, they reinterpreted or they were back and, and took a closer look at the, at the law itself. And then somehow they realized that, that breweries could, now, could then sell beer. So what, three or four years ago, we, we started selling. Right, but there's still that issue with uh, selling food with it, right? Yes. Well, with, um, you have to have food, I understand. Um, but um, the food thing is actually um, separate. We can sell food um, in the tap room if we don't prepare it. <laughs> right, right, right. In other words, if, if a food truck comes in and sets up, in, even if they set up inside and sell food, they can do it and sell it. But it looks like if we, if we buy food you know, right. from somewhere else, then we can then either sell it. But we, we can't prepare it on site. Gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. I thought about that. Originally, um, when uh, you know Dan Weirbach opened up um, Weirbacher, he, he brewed for three years um, you know, downtown in Eastern. And then for the next three years, um, he had a he had a brew pub. He actually had a restaurant, you know, that was serving food. But then when when they left that site to come out to Wine Street, um, then they stopped the, 
they sold at that point. Gotcha. Um, and then the, the last thing is, is um, the last chance. Like the guys that I said, that it is the last chance. Um, IPA, when you buy the um, ABA bottle last chance or case of last chance or, or, or a draft of, of last chance, we donate um, some money. I don't know how much, but we donate it to um, Animal Rescue. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah so 61, uh, you know, say 60 um, animal rescue shelters in, in and around. You know, we have value and benefited from the, from that, and um, we uh, we we donated actually um over two hundred thirty thousand dollars over the course of the campaign. I don't know how long it's been going on. At least six years I've been there. So yeah, I thought that was that was noteworthy. Right. Yeah. Definitely. We're, we're spending, we're, you know, donating that money to animal rescue. Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's it, Jeremiah. All right, yeah. Thank you so much again. I really, really appreciate you uh, doing or doing this for us and giving us the chance to talk. And uh, we hope to see you soon. All right, guys. So uh, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, listen yourselves. I hope you did. I did just, a little. Okay. I I listened to the uh, the intro for a little bit. Okay. Um. So from the conversation uh, that I had with Marty, um, it was great. I mean, he's he's a really easy guy to talk to. He's he's very chatty. Um. He's not overly talkative, which is nice because it gives me a chance to uh, you know get some questions in there and stuff like that. It's Good thing just... I didn't interview him then. <clears throat> right? Yeah. You would... <laughs> I, I I did like you stayed. You actually, you let it flow. You let him answer some of the questions and you carried it along pretty good too. So it was, I think it was pretty sweet. It ended up being like, what, about 20 minutes, right? Yeah. In between the 20 and 25 minutes, I think. Um, but, uh, he had some announcements, um, which you guys, uh, had just, have just heard and stuff. So, uh, they have some things that are releasing for the summer as you guys, or as he noted, and, uh, they have that big, uh, 23 year anniversary party coming up. He's not emceeing, <laughs> <Sad name. laughs> but he said he would be there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and make it. It's I was going to say, maybe I'll, when leave. is it? Remember off the top of your head? Uh, the 23rd. Because it was their twenty third twenty third anniversary, I think it's June twenty third. He said, um, <clears throat> "Well, it's my mom's birthday. You should know that, Scotch." Yeah, actually, I have my card all ready for. Her. I'll uh, okay. I'll try and arrange to go with you to that. Right. Uh, yeah, because it's right before I leave to go on vacation, so uh, I'm hoping to be able to make it over there and just see him. If enough, I just get to stop over for a little bit. So hopefully, you get the uh, VIMP, the very important, very important Marty people. Yeah. <laughs> see if Passes. I can get some swag. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, so um yeah, the he uh the nice thing was is he was open to doing it again, so maybe in a few months I'll give him a call, see if he wants to do anything else, maybe for like the fall or something. If they have any new releases coming, we can get him back on again, see how that goes and uh if you go to that you gotta make a shirt with Marty on it. <laughs> okay, get a picture with, yeah, if I see him when I'm over there, I'll try to get a picture with him, a selfie or something like that. And well, we, we do have a picture. Have yeah, we have a picture of me, you and him. So you should get that on a shirt. Oh, before I and go. Then... <laughs> so I can wear yeah, it to the uh the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then every year we'll, we'll you'll get a we'll, you guys will get a picture with them, and then every year we'll do like the put an image of you taking a picture of having a picture, and then the next year it's taking a picture of a picture of having a picture. Oh, okay. So it gets into being like one of those uh, looking into Inception a mirror inside stuff. of a mirror, yeah, or with a mirror behind you. I got gotcha. you. And and the beer you're drinking tonight was one of the ones he mentioned. right? Yeah, he did recommend Maybe the down the shore, listen. which is new. <sighs> so that's it. I wanted to have it, but anyway. So um, yeah. Thank you, Marty, for the interview, and we'll be reaching out to you soon. Uh, so Marty's in our Hall of Fame. That's right. He totally is. All right, let's, let's talk. Talk. Games. Games. And gaming. All right, Calc, what did you play this past week? A lot. 
I played a ton of games. Of game. Quite a lot of bitching on Twitter, too. <laughs> I played a ton of a game, I should yeah. say. Uh, State of Decay 2. Um, I've got a lot of achieve, achievos for this. I'm, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but I know like my whole feed for the month has been nothing but State of Decay 2. Right. I'm going to look it up. I do. I, they seem pretty easy to get, too, so it's it's rewarding in that aspect there are some that are difficult because i looked yeah. at the achievement list and stuff like that but there are there have been a bunch that are just like kind of i don't want to say they're handed to you but as long as you put the time in you get them mm-hmm. and um hey, real quick you got now, kelk has 29 hours and killed 1098 zombies okay i played 15 and killed 997 and no wonder why kelk thinks it's easy because he doesn't fight zombies <laughs> i probably have the same amount of time with How's less zombies going there, buddy? Hey, I just I don't need a base. I just caught zombie killing. Dead Rising Five, baby. <laughs> it's not a Dead Rising. Um, so hence why I don't manage anything. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe tonight we'll play in Pigeon's World. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, to Pigeon's point, I was doing a little bit of bitching and moaning. Um, both on Twitter, and rightfully so. And uh, Scott, you got in on it a little bit too with me. Uh, we were on one of the developer uh, mixer feeds. And they, they actually took my question on the air, and it looked like, uh, Scotchy, from what I saw, they followed up with your questions. Uh, via, the person who was chat. typing in the chat yeah, followed up with mine, and then they had actually read another one of my questions later on. Mm-hmm. And so I'll skim through it, and then I'll, I'll try to explain my point. Um, I still want to go back and say I think this game got a lot of hate it didn't deserve. It was buggy. It is a little buggy still after the patch, but this is a fun game. I mean, this game does not deserve a five, uh, you know, six. I would give it a seven and a half to an eight, somewhere in there. I think, I think it's, it's like approaching. I still eight. think it's as buggy as when it released, even though it doubled the. Nah, see, I they patch, fixed. But, oh. I, I read the patch notes, and everything they listed, I noticed they fixed. The only bugs I've had still is I twice. Dragon. Twice I fell into the map, like up to my waist, but then the minute I just like walked forward or hit jump, I was back on multiplayer. Still pretty shocking. The multiplayer, the biggest issue that I have, everything else has been fixed. The only issue I still have is the rubber banding with the lag. Okay. Uh, what so about any flying cars? I I didn't hit the flying car. You guys did. Um, I think we chucked, we I think we touched each other's tips and then yeah, that's what it was. I just yeah. I, I just away. saw your headlights swirl in the sky. I'm like, holy crap, Scotty, where'd you go? You're yeah, like, you, uh, you, guys crossed, you crossed the beams. Yeah, that's what it was. Never cross the beams. You cross the beams. And we crossed our Schwartz's. Um, and then to wrap it up, uh, the thing I was bitching about uh, again for the listeners, if you agree with it, you know, tweet us, email us, let us know. Make sure you tweet us and include. Uh, Undead Labs. Undead Labs, yeah. Um, I want to see them uh, scale, or if you want to call it ramp, the difficulty. And I think every multiplayer game does that. Exactly. And, and my, Even Borderlands 1 and 2 did that. Yeah, my model for it, which I think does it fantastic, is Diablo 3, you know, does it amazing. You know, you can play solo up to four people. And every time you do it, you get a little notification showing, like, the demons of the dark, you know, whatever that says, they grow stronger. Um, it's it's really not that complicated of a thing. And, and in the chat, they're like, what? the first time I think they misunderstood the question, which I don't get how they did. 
They're like, no, we're not going to make the game easier. And I'm like thinking, I'm not saying the game's easy. I'm saying, or I'm not saying the game's hard. I'm saying the game's easy because if you play it as a solo, the game is a challenge. I fear the juggernauts when I'm out there by myself. I care about my main characters and the time I put into it. When Scotchy and I played a co-op and Pigeon, I think you and Scotchy had a couple moments. You you would face a big horde and it would make you sweat a little, you know, get a it little was nervous. Funny, yeah, because we would go after uh, was it a juggernaut, and all of a sudden a feral and two hordes came. We're like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. And, and both. I mean, I don't know about your instance, but both Scotch and I were like literally down to the last of our stamina and oh, health. We went I mean, down, and then we had to smash the X button to come back. Whatever yeah. that. So we we were in a panic, and that, and that was fun. That was like to me, that feels like what a zombie survival is. But then Scotchy told him in the chat, he's like, we roll through town like a posse. When we get three, and we haven't even done four yet, I just, I don't fear the the zombies. I don't fear the juggernauts. I don't fear, you know what I mean? I had the fear in me your boy one right time. here hops on the back. Right. Yeah. You're like a little uh, spider monkey. You got right up I'm on just, the back. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like stabbing him in the head. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like going yeah. around him in a circle until he falls. I'm like, I got him. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, like I don't want to handicap the the play style just to make the game hard like i don't want to say oh well don't use your you know your scar h or your 50 cal rounds to drop the zombies and then it'll be harder well it's it sh- rick grimes cannon yeah it shouldn't be it should be like if i'm using a high-powered weapon like that then i better give off a lot of sound and the, the zombies better have you know 18 percent more hit point damage because there's three of us playing and and so on. So that's like all I'm really asking is that they just scale it accordingly with the number of people that are in the match. But they said they weren't going to do that because they said they wanted it to be e- that, their response that I noted when I signed in because you had just in, uh, asked the question when I signed in on Mixer was that they weren't going to do that because they wanted it to be a little easier when you had your friends rolling with kind yeah, of an incentive to have more people playing with you. Exactly. Because they like, said oh, that that's when the fun joined. things happen. It should be supportive and make things a little easier. Well, right. it's really easy. I mean. But it's still a great game. Yeah. So, All right, Pidge, how about yourself? What'd you play? Uh, I play State of the K2, and I'm going to talk to you about everything I've done. Okay. State of the K2. I loaded it up. <laughs> we all play State of the K2. I don't, think, I don't think I played alone by myself yet. I mean, I, initially I did, and then I think Scotty joined me right away. I would, I would highly recommend it to try to give an hour or two just by yourself to see how you feel with the difficulty. No. Um... <laughs> That guy's an asshole. Uh, I've been playing the uh, Poor Man's Crackdown, which I'm very disappointed with the news, which we'll talk about. Uh, Agents of Mayhem. It's a good game. It's it is what it is. It's you kind of, you have a triple jump. You can dash. You can put on a special superpower. You shoot guns. You kill people, and you do a lot of collectibles and missions. It's whatever. Um, being um, being much newer, obviously, than the original Crackdown one. Do do you do you en- even though it's the poor man's Crackdown? Do you enjoy it more than Crackdown one? I shouldn't even say it's a poor man's Crackdown. To be honest with you, um, it it's an okay game. I'm okay. just it. That's the only way I could think of it. To if someone said describe this in like five words or less, and the poor man's Crackdown. That's or Crackdown clone, possibly. <sighs> Yeah, possibly, but you know, your agents aren't gaining like extra superpowers as you get more and more uh, increased in XP. Okay. It's like you unlock other special abilities for different map buttons, but 
other than that, okay. I mean, okay. it, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. I mean, I got it for like five bucks for the little cats account. I mean, why not? Uh, I also, uh, I'll get the other game, but, uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divide. I started playing that on the PS4. Um, and I got a gripe to pick with PS4. There's no cross system saves. Oh yeah. They're not going to let you do that. So I, I wanted to try out the Witcher on, uh, the PS4 Pro to see the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, first of all, it doesn't do automatic updates. I went into the game and it's like, oh, wait, we got to close because there's an update. So I went back and did, um, I manually updated all my games and I had about 25 games that had needed updates. Now, so that's something, something options or what, but it's annoying. Yeah, I was going to say, like, not many people talk about that. And again, we're not going to get into like console war talk, oh but, but is that like something that like you took, took granted of? Yeah, I'm just because. Like I'm primary Microsoft player and just some of the stuff that's behind the scenes that they do should be standard. Yeah. I mean, even even Nintendo does it, to be honest with you. Like I load up a game and it's like, oh yeah, it looks Splatoon 2 was updated. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, does uh, Nintendo do it? Yeah, Nintendo does it. I mean, sometimes when you load it up and then it's like uh there's a system update, then you, I think you have to manually accept it and then it shuts it down and then reboots it and stuff like that. But but anyway, the the point is, I wanted to try Witcher Three on my PS4 Pro, and it doesn't cross save. But I think I have to download the save on my PS4 to the cloud, and then download it from the cloud to my PS4 Pro in order to get it to run where I'm at with my mm. save data. Which okay. is, you know, well, you know, first world problems, but it's annoying <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then the game, and I just say the game is. I had high hopes for it, but it's just kind of funky and more Japanese-y, if that's a word. Japanese-y. Nice. Yeah. Japanese-y. Uh, and then Scotch and I played Super Mega Baseball 2. We played, um, we should have played best out of 15, but we were the <laughs> best out of 3. You would have um, kept swinging the whole time anyways. I was drunk. I don't know if my speech was slurring last night. Nope, or what, you weren't but... slurring at all, but I could tell. I, I was just, I, Scotty threw one like way above like anybody can. You even don't get. give yourself, uh, you know, don't take away that much credit from yourself. You were watching a bunch of the ones. I was surprised at how many I got yeah. close to the strikes on that you just you sat know, and watched. I was like, yeah, what? You, you know why? I was like, oh, should I wait? I'm like, no, this itch is more boring. It's oh, on man. my elbow. <laughs> so I did it. it always seemed to happen no. when I was throwing the ball, though. Oh, my gosh. Your guys, your guys are fast as sheep. You guys were pissed. I think you could have thrown me out from the outfield if you wanted to. <laughs> Pigeon anyway, always tried ahead. to. Yeah, tell, tell, tell them some more, I guess. I mean, there's some close games. Right? Yeah, no, they were. The first one was, uh, what was it, 6-3? The second one was 3-2 or 4-3? No, 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 no. The first, the first one was like 2-1 that you won, and then the other one went into, it was like the top of the fifth, and it was 3-3. Three, three. And then all of a sudden you smashed a home run, a two run, home, a three run home run. And I'm like, oh. Wait, and did I, one, I thought I hit a triple, but I put two people in. Whatever it was. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you scored three runs that in. And I'm like, oh, the very first game, <laughs> Kel, Kel, you would appreciate this because you like baseball. Very first pitch, very first game. What do you think I threw? Uh, change up. 
a heater right to the face. <laughs> he did. He hit me with the first ball. I'm like, okay. He's a lady too. <laughs> Clear the benches first pitch. The weird thing was it hit like the, the butt of the bat, so it made a little donk noise. And then no, she just kind of like flinched from it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Did you hear his comment? It was a woman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I'll throw right at her face. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I played... She's uh, some... lucky she wasn't black either. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I've been playing a bunch of uh, the Super Mega Baseball 2. Um, it's I, fun. It's I started a, what, a 48-game um, season? Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute, Scotch. Did, did you encounter any, like, issues? Remember, like, the ball bounced and it went, like, 45 degrees away from you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, I the one time I, I hit it to you, too. Yeah, because that happened to me when you hit it the first base. Mm-hmm. I went running right at it, and then all of a sudden, it, like, it hooked around me. I'm like... What? Yeah, it was like a slow roll, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. It was like a buckler play. And then uh, when I hit it to your third baseman the one time, it did the same thing. It just yeah. it bounced right to the right of your player, <laughs> and your player missed the pickup. I was like, "All right." Have you guys uh, seen the uh, the pitchers get drilled by a line drive? Yes. Yet? Yeah, I, I think I had two I of those recorded. Yeah, yeah, one of my games. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, Jonas loved it. It was before was everyone started making it more popular. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's down, <laughs> and he's not getting." <laughs> And then you get the injury Seems report in the bottom right screen of the screen or whatever that play pitchers out now. Yeah, that's a pretty cool feature too. How they can like have actual injuries that hamper them. Yeah. Well, no. Now that I've been playing the um the season uh or the twenty season forty eight okay. game season. Yeah, yeah, I think it's season. Um, I have like they 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 take the fatigue and everything into account because I have a different pitcher that starts like you know for five games straight, and then the original pitcher that I started with starts like that fifth game or whatever. So they take their oh, really? fatigue and stuff it into account. Switches it. It does. It automatically switches, but it's like, at the, you know, they let them rest for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. And you do have to change them out because their arm starts to get, you know, thrown out by the, like the sixth and seventh inning and stuff. They do have closer pitchers and stuff. So, yeah, it is It'll actually a lot more interactive. Used, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is a lot more, uh, there is a lot more, I guess, I guess you'd call that meta, I think. Uh, not exactly because you're not managing the um, the stamina and stuff on the pitchers, and, but um, changing them out, watching their stamina, watching if they're happy and stuff. Cause, uh, as you play, if you do worse, your mojo goes down and then your stats go down. If you play better, your mojo goes up and then your stats get, you know, yeah, so it's, it's stuff. a pretty true <clears throat> simulation. Type right. Of game. Right. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. There is an arcadey feel to it. 100%. I mean, for 30, for 30, if you didn't get it for free on, um, it's on PS4 too. If you didn't get it for free through, um, Xbox game pass or Xbox games with gold, um, I would pay. I would pay full price. Oh yeah, like, no, it's totally worth we going to get. The, maybe if I was playing single player, I don't know if I would get it. But if I was playing, you know, hey, we'll play a couple games here and there. Then yeah, I would definitely get it. thirty bucks. It's definitely worth it. I was yeah. going to say too. This this reminds me a lot of when we were like young kids. This would be a fun game to play couch co op with somebody too. No, oh, I thought you were going to say spin the bottle. It would get <laughs> heated, you know, <laughs> like like the old uh, all star baseballs and baseball stuff. Baseball simulator, yeah. But the uh, the multiplayer is cool. We didn't try a same team multiplayer. I I was thinking maybe we should do not yeah we should try that, but also we should do a three person season. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be cool too. Because we can have some matchups, and then one night we would have to play, and then in order to advance the season. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. but Something we we yeah know. we just tried playing against each other, and it actually it plays really well. So, yeah, give it a chance. If you uh, did pick it up for free, you made out like a bandit. If you didn't, definitely worth the money. Um, and then, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, State of the K2, as the guy said. And then also, I played um, some more Cuphead, got back into that, and just got frustrated and turned it off. It's so hard. <laughs> it is. It's really difficult. Everybody, when it came out, everyone's like, this game's so hard. Like, I can't believe anyone could play it. And I'm like, oh, geez, just like 
it's gonna be like Mega Man growing up, you know, how hard that was. No, it's hard. Yeah. Well my problem is is every time I play too, I play on like the normal difficulty instead of trying to just yeah. beat it the first time on easy and then going back after I've kind of gotten a uh, used to like because I know that there is kind of a strategy to each board. Yeah, you got the uh, backlog gamer's disease. <laughs> you just want to get done it. I, I did. I do. I yeah yeah even though, yeah exactly. And the sad <laughs> part is that's like the one reason I haven't gone back to it because it's just so hard. I'm like, why? I'm not even gonna get myself aggravated. And the problem is, is you can't if you just beat it on easy, it doesn't let you progress off of the island. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. unlock enough. You have to go back and beat everything on normal. Man. I hope my prediction doesn't come true. <laughs> DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it. Mm. Get it. Oh, anyway. Yeah, DLC. Everything's easier and you can advance. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Maybe there's a medium in, in between the easy and the normal. It's medium. Right. Exactly. All right. Sony News. Days Gone releases on February 22nd, 2019. Is anybody That's interested? That's the leap year, right? Uh-huh. No, what? 2019 is a leap year, but yeah, it's not the leap year day. No, 2019 is not a leap year. Oh, it's not. Okay. Uh, anybody More excited for the game? <laughs> anybody excited? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I am too. Oh, Cal, you sit down. You have no room to talk. <laughs> no, I am too because I'm really enjoying State of Decay. So this is very. I, I'm curious to see where this lands in comparison to the, the two extremes: Dead Rising or the state of decay because so. dead rising is kind of very arcadey right oh, it's totally arcadey yeah it's fun where state of decay is a lot of you know uh planning and you know uh what is that home base and community management yes a which i don't of, even know about yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah, of micromanagement. although you um, are doing good with uh changing your characters to make sure everybody gets leveled up although all you're doing is giving everybody stamina yeah, I am doing that. Cardio. One person's Cardio, almost not fully marked, uh, maxed out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's leveling up all the stars. He just, he's not, um, he's not creating anything, anything in the base that's going to, like, benefit him as far as, like, like, I just got the bullet press and stuff like that. Dude, I already had that installed. What are you talking about? He did. He moved into the base that I got, Coke. Before no, I you moved it. into the base I got. Right. Uh, um, yeah, Calc, sit down. Be humble. Well, remember this date, world yet. Remember the date there for the uh, the release date. For yeah, February twenty second, twenty nineteen. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the Microsoft section. All right. Uh, a purported mm-hmm. leak of Death Stranding has been circulated online, circulating online, and has now potentially given details involving certain multiplayer and combat elements that could show up in the game once it releases. I've oh my god! This is a big everything. if. Before- this isn't guaranteed, but it is. Yeah, before you read this, the this leak is pretty much as long as what a trailer would be for Destrian. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to a leaker who took to 4chan's video, game board, video games board, the combat is going to involve, quote, tons of weapons, vehicles, gadgets, and gear from multiple eras, from clubs to single-shot muskets to energy swords, end quote. What's more is the rumored details infer that when the main character dies, that specific timeline will be, quote, closed forever, end quote. I like that. However, there are going to be, in quote, significant things that encapsulate that Sam's story in the timeline, end quote, which travel with players to the ocean floor before one reemerges to, uh, quote, continue in a new timeline, end quote. As players start to, quote, pollute the ocean, and quote, in this way, uh, it, quotes, it will cause sea life to die and wash up on shore. 
Now, I'm sorry to interject here, no, no, it's fine. but this game, if this comes to fruition that everything that's leaked here, this is one crazy ass game. And there's even more stuff that's even crazier. But to me, I don't know, Calc, you might agree with me, but this feels feels like um like P- Peter Molyneux with his Fable series. Like he promises the world and delivers half of it. Yeah, I was going to say, if it, like the stuff being talked about right now sounds really cool, but and if it even, comes up short. Yeah, and and Scott is going to go further with the multiplayer and what happens with that, that's just ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, when it comes to multiplayer aspects, the baby depicted within the game's various clips, quote, is a single entity that is caused, uh, causing the time distortions and dimensions crossing over. Which is multiplayer. End quote. If Stephen Hawkins was here today, he wouldn't understand it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, once the entire community has made its way to the end of the title, quote, there will need to be a global decision made to kill the baby, end quote, which would effectively end multiplayer in Death Stranding forever. And that's something that uh, that actor has said, right? Michael Madsen or something like that? Oh. Um... Yeah, remember he said, like, er- like the world's going to have to get involved with this game. Yeah, from oh, okay, episode. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, Mads Mickelson or something. Like Mads, that. yeah, Mads. So supposedly, supposedly allowing it to live would quote continue the multiplayer experience. Oh, I would kill it. That's because you like playing through games by yourself. To I just hate with. babies. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Jeez. Oh, so the leak goes on to suggest that quote PvP can ha- uh, happen at any point if you and another player accidentally cross timelines while time traveling. End quote. Okay, hold up right here. So doesn't that mean that this game needs to be online? Yep. Wasn't that like? Uh, no. Big? Technically, no. I yeah, I could see that you yes. wouldn't. Um. Wait, wait. Did you say technically yes? Yeah. No, because it suggests that PvP can happen. You don't have to have it connected to cross another person's line. It's, I, if you I, are I connected to the internet, then think, you have an opportunity to do that. I don't That's think there's an emphasis on can happen. Well, Essentially, it's PvP will happen at any point. No, like, it says it can happen at any point if yes, you and another player accidentally. Yeah, if you're connected to the internet. Okay, so if you're connected to the Okay, I gotcha. Or, or, he records everything you've done in the game and then you're like a PvP ghost. Like a ghosted <laughs> character. Like, kind of like Facebook. in the, uh, uh, what the hell, the, the freaking, uh, I can't think of it. This game, fe- this game feels like it's got like elements of Quantum Break in it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Not Bloodborne. What's the uh, Bloodborne? Um, the early games of Bloodborne. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah, they have that uh, that ghosted kind of uh, fighter that runs through the world the same time as you and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Or F Zero. They had ghost characters. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> furthermore, the rumored information implies that specific actions undertaken by players in other games at quote certain points in time end quote will cause for there to be a quote butterfly effect in your game. That brings about positive or negative effects. This can occur when fans are actively playing or when it's shut off. There you go. There you go. The Facebook. So, when the game's shut off, so it's 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 storing your ghost log and like applying that to other ghost logs. Hashtag ghost log. (laughs) I don't know, Cal. Does this sound interesting to you? It does. It sounds really trippy. I, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm probably more interested in this game than I am 
the zombie one. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> you find, Days you, Gone is just taking a seat. I'm interested in this one. But you, you know which one actually has my interest the most is that uh, Samurai game that's coming out. Post of Shishima? Yeah, for PS4. I haven't watched a trailer for it. I don't know. It just... That was my prediction like three years ago where I thought there should have been a a sequel to Rise should have been something to do with a Samurai, the, the Rising Sun. Samurai Jack. Oh, this guy. Hmm. All right, Tetris Effect. <laughs> a new game by Rez and uh, Luminez creator Tetsuya uh, Mizuguchi mm-hmm. has been announced for PS4 and PSVR. It's due for release this fall. Uh, named for the real-life effect in which Tetris players will visualize blocks and lines disappearing while after playing the game. Well, you got issues, though. This is going to be a mind trip in VR. This is going to be, like, you're going to hear, you know what? This is going to be fake news. There's, no one's going to be covering it with everyone going to the hospital with brain hemorrhages <laughs> or seizures. Or driving along right? and still seeing lions, lions while they're driving, so it makes... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fake news. No one's going to cover it. Microsoft's <laughs> going to say, and everyone's going to say it's fake news, and there should have been a Rise sequel of Samurai. Oh, shit. <laughs> Laura, he's, he's mocking me. He's, he's, he's stealing my predictions. <laughs> All right, moving on. Microsoft News. Crackdown 3 was first planned for November t- t- uh, 2017, then delayed to 2018. And now it will be out February 2019. Yeah, maybe. And it was also shown at 2015. <laughs> So there, there's that February 2019, same month as Days Gone. What do you mm-hmm. think? I don't know. I'm getting a little burned and bittered at this now. Yeah, I, I said uh, today to you guys, and I don't think Cal, uh, you know, agreed with me. I'm thinking that they're having an issue with how much hosting they're doing with the cloud and the negative feedback that they're going to get for people to have to be online to be able to play the game. I think people need to get over the whole online shit because that's the way the future's going. But what do you think? Do you think it's something to I mean, do with they, that as to why it keeps den- delaying? I, nah. I, don't, I can't see that happening because, I mean, there's such a big conglomerate that they have to nail down this cloud computing already. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't think, think it's it, that. I, I think, think it's the speed of the uh, machines that are available. If people aren't going to play connected to the internet to be able to play with cloud base. The machines that are going to, you know, like the Xbox One X is like the only thing that could handle it thus far oh, is what I my thought process is. Like, like the people that own it. The install base. Right. Now, I, I think the problem really boils down to the people were saying that the ones that played it, I think, at E3 last year was it felt like just a, a little prettier version of what Crackdown 1 was. Like they said, the, what's wrong with that? They said <laughs> the controls literally felt like wonky, the same as. Like when we fired Crackdown One up like a month or two ago, first yeah, I thought I had my saves. Yeah, the first thing I noticed was the controls were horrible. Um, and you you just can't release a game. Yeah, that game was like 2007, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So therefore, a 2018 game should not feel the same. Yeah, true. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like if if you're gonna be one of the pillars of you know this Microsoft you know IP, and you want to compete with Sony and Nintendo. You can't be putting out a game that feels like a 2006 game. Well, speaking of that, um, do you think this hurts Microsoft in any way? I don't think it does any more than it already has. I think it's a it's a big black eye on their face already. But because they have no first party titles. Yeah, I mean, just take the time and get it right now. I guess is all you can do. Yeah, I rather them take their time and get it out right 
with no huge patches day one. Well, and, and then here's the ultimate question. So say this thing comes out in February and we all play it and it gets reviewed and it gets like nine and a halfs across the board and it's like one of the best games we've played. It was it worth it. Yeah. Like, like all the hate. Uh, yeah, but I think there's going to be the learning experience there not to give the, um, the initial like E3 release so early in life. Yeah, well, I don't think it's even, again, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a case of that they let something go early. I think they may be in the middle of a big quality push. I, I think the hiring of those two new guys as studio heads, I think uh, some of the old complacency of like Sea of Thieves and the State of Decay, like I think some new blood's coming in now saying, hey guys, like we need to pick this quality up if we're going to really, you know, Compete. Yeah, before it's like let's release it, let's get it out there, and let's make some money and exactly as we go. Mm. Exactly. All right, it looks like Microsoft could be acquiring Playground Games, the studio behind Forza Horizon series. Surprising, but it's awesome. I, well, not surprising that they haven't already, but it makes sense. Yeah. So, according- is it a, more of a Microsoft side, or do you think it's more of a Playground Games side? Like they want to still be independent. Well, I think it's Microsoft. I mean supposedly them and turn 10 like have a great chemistry with the whole forza thing and then i think i think the rumors going with them in the fable thing is that they actually created a second studio of playground games that's working on whatever this rpg is Hmm. so according to an update on the studio company studios company's house page uh, dated May, May 29th, lists Keith Dolliver as a new director of Playground Games. Uh, Companies House is a UK government website that holds details for all registered companies in the country. Uh, Dolliver, a vice president and deputy general counsel at Microsoft Corporation, specializes in mergers and acquisitions. Ooh, yeah, I think that's I think that's obvious then. If, they, if he's got a track record for everywhere he goes, they acquire. Yeah. Uh, I think this... Uh, yeah, and then real quick before we move off of this topic, uh, you know it's surprising too. One of those um, two new executives that they hired for Microsoft's Game Studios. Did you guys hear that? Like, I guess they're opening up or hiring for a new studio right in. Uh, I think it's is it Cali. It, it's L.A. or Santa Monica. I think it's Santa Monica. So they're like they want to be right in the heart of all that acting talent and stuff too now. So it's like, Oh, uh, they want all that Cal art. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cal art style. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, maybe, maybe they're going to up the quality. Like we said, hmm. all right. Microsoft announced that from June 7th to the 23rd, there's going to be a disc. There's going to be discounts on games, accessories, Xbox game pass and Xbox live gold subscriptions. Great. My subscription just renewed. Every Xbox One will be $50 off during this sale. Xbox One X will be $449, one, or S1 terabyte will be uh, $249 for bundles. Uh, 500 gig One S's will be $199. That's one hell of a deal right there. Um, and up to 75% off certain games and first-time discounts on over 300 games. Xbox Game Pass of Xbox Live Gold will be a limited-time introductory offer for $1 for the first month each month. That's crazy. Uh, Controllers are also $10 off, uh, although it appears the one Elite controller uh, is not part of the sale. Boo. Uh, The Xbox Design Labs controllers, however, $10 off and can be created for $70. So I was 
I was close, but I would have liked the that one X deal for four forty nine. I would have loved to have seen them pull the trigger and make that thing three ninety nine. Yeah, for yeah. E3. I was gonna say the same because like they were sold a crap like ton. Two week only. Yep. Yeah, just for during E three. Like special. really put, make people because there's a lot of people, especially on Reddit, that are like, "Ah, oh, should I get it? Is it worth getting?" I think if you dangle three ninety nine in front of people, they're on it. Right. Well, well, Sony says that the console's gonna end in three years. <laughs> Yeah. I should wait. I shouldn't get the X, right? Three years is a long yeah. time. So thoughts on, uh, I mean, what do you guys think of like the S and stuff? Do you think it's really, or do you think that's at the tail end? I don't no, know. no, the, the, no, that's just the new model. That's just the no, I know, but model. do you think that it's like the X is kind of like the new model and the S is kind of no. two years out before it's kind of outdated? No, the price point is still... Yeah, that Wait, that one ninety nine for a five hundred gig. Granted, five hundred gig isn't a lot, but being able to you know plug an external hard drive in anyway. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's great, but I'm saying the Xbox One X uh, price point is gonna isn't gonna make the S kind of like obsolete. Yeah, it'll I be very relevant. Be, yeah, yeah, until that comes down, like Kelk says, to like three fifty or three ninety nine, maybe. But I think the S is here. I mean, it does everything the Xbox One X does except all the horsepower. Well, that's what I'm saying. That I'm saying more hardware based. Is it kind of going to be outdated pretty soon? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm wait. I'm waiting for one of my you know my predictions to be a an Xbox One CE compact edition, like something that's like no like a mini. compact man. Yeah, but I'm saying like no disc drive, just kind of like a like a. What was that like, like the Windows? Uh, what the heck was that little? Um... Well, like a Fire Stick or a Chromecast, but this thing like, you know, handles Xbox One stuff, uh, and price that at, you know, one forty nine. Yeah, then I then I think maybe you can no, get they'll into... they'll price that at like two fifty, mm. because it's so compact and everyone it's so neat and and sweet looking. I, I think I think I think to to pivot with their Game Pass approach, I think they want to get as many devices into households as cheap as an entry cost as they can and try and make their money on subscription uh, i was looking uh calc is this like deals that go like every day there's something newer i don't think it's a because rotation i think some it's of the games just... now are just kind of like okay i mean i we've seen sales like that throughout the entire year there's nothing yeah i think they're just re- they're just reiterating it for the whole E3 release. That, that's why I was asking about Deus Ex when I was texting you guys. I was thinking of just grabbing that for nine bucks. Oh, I thought that was Scott. What? Yeah. Scott, you text me. Oh, no, no. I thought that was you texting saying you want uh, the, the game of the month to be Deus Ex. It's only six bucks. Right, no. I'm like, no, you should have it for free. All right. Uh, well, I'm in the near of the beer. Anybody else? Yeah, I did, I did it mid segment when you guys were talking about Death Stranding. Uh, jackass. All right, uh, well, let's take a break quick. Uh, let's get a beer refill, and we'll be right back. This guy. Uh. Yeah, I think no. I, I was thinking with the S because I my brother in law has been um, looking to get one. He's been talking about wanting to get something. I mean, he loves the. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, he loves that. Um, what the heck is that? That basketball game that's on the uh, Switch. Playgrounds. playgrounds yeah he he loves that game and he's like should i get a switch or should i get another xbox i'm like just get an xbox Call it why thing. get another switch like no just get a switch 
Yeah, but playgrounds isn't playgrounds part of Game Pass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, shit. There's a sales yeah. pitch. No, but I'm just saying he wants playground to just get a one S and get Game Pass. Right. I mean, because I was gonna say, with it being with the 500 gig being the same price as like or cheaper than the yeah, damn you Switch, an, you can get. I got a four terab, uh, an eight terabyte external for what 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what's uh the Herbmeister just tweeted something. Four terabyte, it's uh, like. four terabyte for 79.99 or 89.99. Right, and that's what I was thinking. I mean, at the 199, yeah, it's cheaper than a Switch. Best. I'm sure you can, you can probably get bundles too. Isn't that like a Minecraft bundle? Which like, uh, which brother-in-law? Uh, my Anna's uh, husband, the one who lives down by the beach. RJ. Yeah. Husband. Yeah, the, the S is fine. I thought you were Big Lou because I was gonna say, doesn't he have a 4K TV? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the S is 4K too. That's it. Does for that's right. It does. It upscales or whatever. All right. I need to get a beer. Go. Yes. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Hey, if you want to email us at thelotocouch at gmail.com or tweet us at thelotocouch, maybe we'll send something in return. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And we're back with our B refill. Calc, what are you drinking? I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Okay, what are you drinking, bitch? I am drinking the Game of Thrones Hand of the Queen. Same beer I had before from Brewery Omer Gang. 10.7% 10.7% alcohol. It's ruby brown in color and it's an English barley wine. Right. Did you say calc? What are you drinking? I did. I, yeah, I you totally completely ignored me. Calc. No, no, no. I just missed. I thought you were just throwing it out there to all of us. So, uh, calc, what are you drinking? The, the hamper from uh, New Belgium. It's their hemp and hop mixture. Uh, they're out of Fort Collins, Colorado, Asheville, North Carolina, 7% ABV. And I'm, I'm running on can number two. Actually, it's probably the end of my six-pack, actually. Uh, down the Shore from Weyerbacher, a golden lager, Easton PA, 5.3% alcohol. Klein, he's drinking a cold 45. That's right. <laughs> yes. All right, Nintendo news. Nintendo Switch eShop has received an update and some handy new features and a few quality-of-life improvements. These changes aim to make the game discovery a much simpler process on the digital store. I don't know about quality-of-life. I mean... <laughs> Uh, so the eShop now has a featured section that displays 30 of the most popular new and upcoming releases. Uh, the deals section, and these I'm, I'm emphasizing the words because they're in single quotes, se- uh, has been changed to great deals. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, and the best sellers section now has an option to switch between all games and download-only games. That's pretty cool. Quality of life? I don't know about that. Yeah, great deals. I don't. Who I don't makes that it. decision? <laughs> I do like the option for download-only games because, uh, I mean, I've been going kind of download-specific, yeah, but Dude, yeah, I've been sending you a bunch of those micro SD card deals. Have you been looking at them or not? No, I haven't. I mean, no, I look at them all the time. I just haven't bit any yet. Uh, yeah. Um, I have uh, 128 gigabytes. Uh, I bought it for like 60 bucks. I think I have something close to that. Oh, you have a micro SD card too? Yeah, yeah. I had I had gotten one in it. Uh, I think I had bought it for her camera, but it wasn't the right kind. So then I was like, okay, we'll just throw it in there then. Yeah, get, I get like a terabyte one. Oh my gosh, they're like more than a console itself. I know, now. I know. I think the biggest they had now is like five hundred gigabyte. And even that's and that's expensive. like one hundred and like eighty dollars yeah. or something like that. Um. 
can you imagine having your switch and you hook it up to an external hard drive? <laughs> I don't understand. That would be fantastic if you could just hook it into the base, um, you know, with the USB. You can, I thought. Uh, is it USB 3 in the base? I would think so. Everything now. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if they allow that yet. Yeah, well, I didn't know. Hmm. Have to check on that. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I don't know if you um, messed around with this a little bit. I did, and it, it's, it's better but not as far as improving fantastic. my life. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Quality of life improvements. All right, uh, playing Nintendo as a child can make you smarter. I would say so. Yeah, problem solving is fantastic in my mind. Uh, research shows that those who game have more gray matter in their brain, uh, which is important for forming memories and strategic thinking. I'm going to show this to my wife. Kids who play games show improved social behavior and life satisfaction. I would argue against that because I think that is game specific. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, researchers say that this shows certain areas of the brain can be trained by playing video games. That I would say, yeah, sure, I'm why gonna... not? It's repetition. Go ahead, Cal. I was going to say, I read an article a while back about how they found um, a lot of senior citizens, they were trying to push them to at least game for it was an hour a day wasn't it an hour a day and they found growth in the gray matter uh even with senior citizens right and yeah but their time's done forget it <laughs> but no I, I agree with this i think i think uh anything that involves strategy and thinking even at the interactive level i think well, is game pass you know <laughs> yeah game pass um <laughs> Yeah, I I'm a supporter, and I believe that uh, games do actually improve uh, brain activity. In, what in about kids. fork knife? That may rot their brains, but no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, no, it's it's good. I mean, I think all around, I think gaming, you know, limited gaming is good for kids. Uh, I mean, I I find I don't know. I think my son has like really good hand eye coordination, both at the sport level, you know. Yeah. Uh, just because of the gaming. Uh, That's he, what I wanted to bring up. There was an article within the past year that says, you know, like a lot of the surgeons now graduating played, majority of them played video games and they're actually more precise yeah. than yeah. ones who don't play video Hand-eye games. Hand-eye coordination precise. Yeah, so there you go. Hmm. So yeah, your I, son's on his way to be a brain doctor. Yeah, and I, I could see that because, I mean, not... No, not he's all, too big. He should be an NFL player. Not all kids are going to, like, obviously excel out of sports because there's some kind of athletic, you know, trait involved there. But he seems to say, and I mean, he he at least indicates it, like, especially playing baseball, he can see the ball coming in, like, very easy compared to maybe other kids that don't. I mean, just, again, like, his hand-eye coordination is pretty decent. Everything think baseball? It's possible. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, multi-platform news. And I'm a third. Uh, more leaks from our dumb third half-cousins up north. <laughs> Walmart Canada spoils more games. Calc, you want to explain? All right. <laughs> dumb third half-cousins. Yeah. Um, Walmart Canada, it's, as we record this Thursday night, heading into the E3 weekend. So it seems like Walmart Canada has spoiled another game. The previous one was they released, I think, a several games, but one of them being well, they, Rage. they have a huge list of games, but one yeah. of them is Rage Two, yeah, Rage Two, which, which looks awesome, by the way. Yes, yes, it does. 
Um, so as of tonight, it looks like there is going to be Just Cause 4 announced. No, there's no way. Yep. No way. They're working on Rage 2, and they're, they're and we're going to talk about the other game they're working on, that's too. What, that's what someone just said. They're like, how the hell is Avalanche pulling off all three of these? But supposedly the Walmart leak tonight was that there's a Just Cause 4. Walmart I just, Canada. Just did a, no. um, Walmart Canada sucks and should be fired. Yeah, I I think somebody should file. Calc, no, Calc, stop being nice because you were like, how the fuck is someone not fucking fired from Walmart? <laughs> well, not, not fired, but I mean, I would have lawsuits against them. Mm, we yeah. should have them. They should put a sign around this guy and said, I'm the one that leaked everything from E3 from Walmart Canada and place him in the middle of E3. Well, here's a good, here's a good conversation piece. Do you guys think that these... um companies that publish these games do you think they should like hit the brakes and not try to get so far ahead with the marketing and the publishing well not only that i i heard that they do this so they can have a place like on the website and so that they can ramp up like hey walmart you should buy you know 100 copies of our game yeah you know i think it's just a matter of having that storage so yeah i think there's I think there's just way too many hands in the pot. That's why that, we should all go digital. That something is bound to happen. And and I almost would think like the line in the sand should be E3 where companies like they don't even work these deals with Walmart and stuff like that until literally the week after like the announcement because the leaks are kind of ruining things. They're kind of spoiling all that excitement. I mean, E3. Yeah, you also it, have a choice to not read it. You do, you do, but I mean, the headlines are kind of right there in front of you. But yeah, I don't know. I, I well, think I know we've, I think... we've spoke about that before. With um, does marketing get out in front of uh, the game development too early? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I th- I definitely think it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Ubisoft co-founder and CEO uh, Vez Gilmot. Eves, Yves, Yves, Gilmot. Yeah, Uh said, "Quote." I think we will see another generation, but there is a good chance that step by step we will see less and less hardware with time. I think streaming will become more accessible to many players and make it not necessary to have big hardware at home. So essentially he's saying everything is going to be done by streaming in the cloud, so you're not going to need even need a PC. Right, which we kind of mentioned, I think, two shows ago now. I was going to say that was... That I think that was our E3 prediction show. We were kidding around saying not not this E3, but maybe two or three E3s out. We were saying how we think the whole industry is going to go to cloud stream. Right. Yeah. So you think he's correct? Yeah, but I, you think all the hardware, all the stuff that the Xbox One X can do will be done through the cloud? A lot of it yes yeah i think that we're gonna see big ramp ups in uh, or continued ramp ups i should say in uh gpus Mm -hmm. but i think otherwise yeah everything else is going to be handled um via cloud yeah i think they're going to be basically like if anything the hardware that we purchase will be basically like gpu units or like like apu combos where it's got just enough processing power to handle the calculations that come from the cloud, but you know, then it's got enough, you know, graphic uh, computing to handle well, the 8K Microsoft's, and everything else. Yeah, Microsoft's going to make use of those underground uh, server centers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, underwater server centers. The underwater ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Finally, 
Uh, what about Nintendo? <laughs> they they don't even have a they don't even have a an online service up. They're going to win the console market. <laughs> there you go. All right, EA turned on the Skate Three servers, bringing back community parks, photo and video galleries, team lobbies, player profiles, and more. And more. I can I can see the excitement for this. It's just Skate was never you know never my thing. And so. it did get upgraded to the X, right? Yeah, it's back compat. I think right. You like the uh, Tony Hawk yeah. uh, Pro Skater? Oh, I miss Tony Hawk. I played it a little bit, but again, like skateboarding wasn't really my thing. So, but it wasn't I, my thing either. Tony Hawk was so awesome. But it was it was fun, and I can appreciate it. So, I mean, I, I skate get, three is a lot harder. Is it? Yeah, it's a lot harder. I played. Um, not only is it back compat, but I think it got Xbox One and X enhanced. Okay. Yeah, cleaned up a um, little bit. Yeah, I cleaned it up a little bit, and it's just like. I don't know. Tony Hawk was more, I don't know, more fast. A lot more grindy. Yeah, I would say Tony Hawk is the Call of Duty and right. Skate 3 is the Battlefield. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. I EA, agree with that. EA, so. Okay. so there you go. Yeah, Activision, Activision, yep. Call of Duty. Yeah, there you go. Done. All right, Rocksteady okay, Superman. Wait, 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 you got to break the tie. <laughs> what, what are Calc? you, Scott? What am I? Yeah. Um, I I miss the Tony Hawk because of the uh the um music and yeah. the easy of just kind of playing around. Yeah. Seemed like I always had a better soundtrack. Uh but I do like the options for Skate 3. I mean, you know, the park builder and it was a little bit more technical with some of the moves and stuff yeah, that you, you could can do build and stuff. Park still with Tony Hawk. Right, but I like yeah, I thought it was a little bit more intricate on Skate 3 personally. Uh yeah. Took so a little bit longer like... to do, of course, but I noticed you like more hardcore stuff. It must be more hardcore. That's right. Hardcore, parkour. <laughs> so you're like more of like the difficulty and stuff. Yeah. Well, and he, he's like me. We like more realistic simulation and not I so hope much. he's not like you. Not Ginger so, and Harry. Not so much arcadey stuff. Right. Although I sure. do like my uh, Super Mega Baseball too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Rocksteady Superman poster leaks. Thoughts? Ugh. I hope this is real. I hope it isn't. Kelk, what did I say that the next Rockstar Rocksteady game should be? Well, your your um, Deadpool. I wouldn't say prediction, but your ask is is very, very awesome. Um I thought you said Deadpool. But that combat system, man. He said Deadpool. He did say Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, I think so a Deadpool awesome. a Deadpool game would be awesome. It'd be so uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm here's the interesting And thing. have like Ryan Reynolds' voice. Oh yeah, as a character. I, I think he would sign on for that. I think he would have a field day with doing voiceover of a game. Yeah, and then, and then like when you take off the mask and you look like a testicle with teeth, or AKA Celtic Fox, you could <laughs> they turn it like a Telltale series. Do you think? Um, I mean, this is just a really big hypothetical. Do you think like Rocksteady would make something like this exclusive to Xbox with no. with Spider Man being exclusive to the PlayStation? No. No. Absolutely, they're not that dumb. It costs a lot of money, I think. Yes, yeah, they won't be that dumb. Although, maybe for the first game, but I'll tell you mm. what, though if if they if they go to E three, right, and then the trailer, or if this is true, first of all, if this is true, and they go in the E three and they pull up the trailer and they have a demo playable, and everybody's like re reviews, like this game is what Batman was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. 
and then they say Microsoft bought the exclusive rights, that might be like that might be like a system seller. Well, I was gonna say that that'd be a charge in the rear end to get yeah, Microsoft you, back in the game. You bundle it. Yeah, you bundle it with the Xbox One X or something. Ooh, imagine at four fifty. A special Xbox One X. Yeah, limited, limited edition X. For yeah, like like a Superman, Superman one too at four fifty. Mm. Is it gonna have a special yeah, paint job on it? They would sell consoles. They'd be caught up to the Switch. Maybe probably. they have like a, a matte black uh, S, House of uh, L. The House of L, yeah. Symbol Maybe, or uh, when you hit the eject button, it's like whatever the suit. I was going to do the E.T. song. <laughs> whatever the super song is. Nope, that was just doing Star Wars. Nope, that's Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> you've got the uh, Clark Kent version, and you've got the, um, oh, geez, who's the villain? What's his name? Uh, Lex Luthor. Luthor mm. version. All right. The developer behind the Just Cause franchise has announced development of Generation Zero. Here we go. A, There's no way Just, Just Cause 4 can happen. No for, way. A brand new open world cooperative shooter set in Sweden. Sweden's been killing it now. So I was looking at the tweets during Crushing the show. Crushing it, boy. During the show here. And mm. there's actually an Xbox Wire article. Uh, specifically outlining this. And it, it says it takes place in Sweden, like Scott, you said, uh, 1980s. Mm-hmm. Or so, rather, an alternate 80s. So I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, obviously. And people are saying in the comments, there better be ABBA in there. <laughs> nice. All right, so described as a game of cat and mouse, players must team up to tackle the mechanical monstrosities across the once picturesque Swedish countryside. While you can go it alone if you want, Generation Zero sounds best when you're fighting back uh, with up to three mates at your side. I'm calling it right now. You know what this game is? Horizon Zero Dawn Left 4 Dead. It's Left 4 Dead slash Evolve. No, it isn't. No, dude. They're not doing Evolve. This is going to be Left 4 Dead, and they're leaving that asymmetrical multiplayer out of it because no one buys it. They right. one game that's surviving now that people play. That's that asymmetrical five v one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's well, point. besides Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Army Pol- that's that's ingrained in our childhood. <laughs> but yeah, right? I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't have that that asymmet the you know the v one character. I was gonna uh, say this is just like if this is just like Left for Dead, like you go into the country. It's not just like you know like little chapters throughout the, you know, the missions, but this is just an open world. You go through like left for dead style. This is, this sounds amazing. See, I yeah, thought you were yeah. going to say it was like a mix of uh, division and um, horizons. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely in pigeons court with the uh, left for left dead for spin. Dead. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Generation zero is due out on PlayStation four PC and Xbox one in 2019 and would be self published by avalanche. Well, first of all, that's amazing because this game usually developments what two, three years, yeah, mm, three years about typically. So this game has been developed for three years and it's coming out in 2019. So I mean, maybe just, just yeah, but I mean that could be right. what holiday 2019. I mean, it could be. I'm gonna look up Just Cause Three. I think that came out 2016. Was it? No, Just Cause. They may have started that on the tail end of 2015 so that could be right just cost three release date was uh 
uh, November 2014. Wait, 2014? No. Uh, 2015. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So four is probably very realistic. And that mm. game got a six out of ten from IGN. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. I mean, yeah. maybe they. But maybe, I, do you think it's just that they have different um, studios working on it? No, like I don't Canadian think they have studio, like a, a, I don't think they're like Ubisoft, like Ubisoft, like Antarctica, Ubisoft, North right. Pole, and you got to keep in mind too. Like, think of it as if it was your business. I was reading an article. I forget who, which company it was. The Pigeon Peg Leg Gazette. But they, they were basically saying when you manage and run these game studios now, you can't, you can't treat it as all eggs in one basket. Like yeah, you, I was just gonna say you can't do one game at a time. You got to do like five games. Yeah, you you need to have like but hopefully your, one sticks. Well, you you you're gonna offset the production timelines, which I think is what Avalanche is doing. But you, you're gonna have like you know sixty percent of your workforce on your main game, and then twenty twenty on your other two games. So maybe maybe these companies have like three games in the works. You know. Well, let's. I, I hate to keep dragging this on because it's just a game that was just announced. But what if this is like a $20 game, you know? And what if it's like a, like a Telltale? Like, hey, here's chapter one. Episodic, yeah. I mean, it looks Episodic. like a first-person shooter, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what if it's like the release, you know, like a Telltale, chapter chapter one. Oh, kind of like they did with Hitman? Episode one through five, you know, for 20 bucks or... 20 bucks now or if you buy the whole thing at 40 bucks you get the entire season or something like that all the dlcs as they come out yeah isn't that what they did with hitman though what's that isn't that what they did with hitman the most recent one i think they tried to go episodic and i heard everybody say the first episode was great but then i think something happened in it yeah well the game got good reviews which they also announced uh hitman too but i don't know i'm thinking maybe they go that route because they well, don't have anything, sm- they don't do anything small, and it's self-published too. Because yeah. I don't think, like you said, if they're self-publishing, then you're going to want to throw in majority of your eggs in the basket. I, I think this game style allows for that too. I think you can have a main storyline, and then you can have three different DLC chapters off to the side that are like, yeah, you know, like 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 I mean, I like the winter season is like a whole DLC. Like maybe you encounter a winter season. Yeah, or maybe they release like this, like when it comes out in 2019, who knows when, just say February, mm-hmm. they have like a winter. Yeah. And then in summer, they have a summer. That'd be pretty cool. And, and winter brings in all these new characters that are like specific for that time of year. So yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm the bottom line is where does this fit into the just cause universe? <laughs> I don't think it does. Uh, okay. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, Rodriguez. Yeah. All right. A recently posted job listing for a dungeon artist at Blizzard has confirmed a new Diablo project is currently being worked on at the studio. Oh, my gosh. Diablo 4. I'll get it when it comes out. I'm going on the record here, though. I don't think it's going to be Diablo 4. I, I was going to say, I do you think they're Diablo switching it up 3. to something else? No, I it's th- Diablo 3 for the Switch. No, I, I think they're going to try something different. A new story. There it I, is. I mean, there's, it's still going to be a dungeon go, crawler, I but a new think, story. Well, Blizzard Blizzard attempted to do this a long while back, and they didn't go through with it. But 
when StarCraft was really popular, they were close to doing um, Ghost, which was going to be a third-person action game. Went up for a GameCube too, wasn't it? Or maybe, no, maybe not. I don't. I don't remember which. But well, go ahead. I'd be willing to bet maybe Blizzard is going to attempt a Diablo that is an RPG, very much like The Witcher. Uh, space. Oh, I hope not. What's that, Scotch? Not in space. No, no, not in space. I, th- in I think space. it's gonna it's gonna carry on with all the the Diablo lore. But I think, I think they're going to try their own third-person action. So you think RPG. it'll be like isometrical third-person, uh, isometrical RPG? Yeah. Like third more in-depth than what they have now. Or, mm. or like their take on like what like Fable could have been, you know? In the words of my late grandfather, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're right, if it's Diablo 4 straight up, I'm buying it day one, so. Or we just wait for the, uh, what is it, like uh, Diablo Reapers edition? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but now that you've tasted Diablo, like, you, you don't have to, you don't wait yeah. for the ultimate. You just buy it day one and then buy the DLC. Yeah, I'll donate a leg. I just need my hands to play it. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, beer thoughts. Pidge, lead us off. Uh, it's a yay. I'm buzzing hard. Um, pain has subsided. And um, the, I, I it, it's been hit and miss with the Game of Thrones series. I don't know if you or your wife agree, Scott. I know Kelk hasn't really had any of the Game of Thrones ones. Um, but the the other they released three uh, a couple years ago. I think maybe like one or two of them were good, but this one is the best that I've had so far of the Game of Thrones series. Okay, so that's a it's a yay. I awesome. have this one too. It's sitting on the shelf. I yeah, you. Oh, you gotta put it in the fridge. Come on, come on, man. Oh, you got it sitting on the shelf like my three black and blues and my uh, my one Yahoo. <laughs> get get a, get a little. Wait, I'm sorry, on them. Scott. You were breaking up. What were you saying? <laughs> that you're sending them down. What? I I set them down so that uh, you can drink them if you stop up <laughs> with me, and you and I can uh, share in one. Another humper. Oh, speaking of sitting down, I'm no longer going to E3. Ah, uh, we we heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Calc, go ahead. Uh, yeah, everybody's heard me talk enough tonight already, but it, it's a yay. Uh, again, I think if you don't want the extreme IPA, try the HPA uh, with the hemp. Okay. Uh, myself, and I'm a food pairing. Oh yeah, I knew sorry. You're gonna say food pairing. Um, did you or you didn't just want to talk? Laura, <laughs> you think I'm an asshole? <laughs> Food pairing, give me. You know what? I, I I'm. I feel like like this is Smoke something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Something from a food truck. What's a food truck favorite? Uh, deep fried Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, what about like like Korean barbecue or something? I was gonna say so. It's got to be something like meaty and smoky. It's got to be American. <laughs> smoky. But like hot dog. Come smoky. On. Come on, it's hemp. All right, and myself on my uh, down the shore, it's it's really tasty. It's uh, it's a uh, really nice. I th- I think I said it uh, on the um, what did we say between the cushions? Yeah, yeah. I thought I Our said movie it then. and TV podcast. That's right. Yeah, um, that it was a uh, a nice summery type of uh, light golden lager. Uh, give it a try if you get a chance. Marty approves it. Marty recommends it. I totally approve and recommend it myself. So yeah, give it a try. Um, so like I said, uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out uh, our Between the Cushions 
Um, like Pigeon just said, it's our TV and movies podcast that we do as a side piece. Um, but uh, that's it for this show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're always looking for comments and feedback. So if you get a chance, reach out to us at The Loaded Couch on Twitter, or you can reach us at www.thelotedcouch.com. Uh, you can also uh, reach us where at Pidge? Patreon.com slash the loaded couch. <laughs> All right. And you I can... passed the test? Yes, you did. That was very good. I was going to say the other one is at Pidge and Pegleg uh, or at uh, the real Joe Kennedy, a.k.a. Celtic Fox. Um, and uh, that's it for the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As Pigeon said, we are on Patreon. Uh, head over there. Uh, you can um, hit us up with, uh, as what Calc likes to say, um, the cost of a coffee a month. Uh, or a lot less than the cost of a coffee a month. So uh, you can help us out. You know, Give us any feedback. We've got some different um, options for you that you can uh, get uh, that you can support us with and then get some things from us i know pigeon's favorite is trying to push celtic into writing his uh comic strip yeah so uh, look out for that if you're interested all right thanks you uh, thank yeah thanks for listening and uh, we will catch you guys next week later evolve still sucks